0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 18 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? Uh,
1: uh how, how goes it? That's an <laughs> ugly fucking picture that you're wearing. I hate those fucking colors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those of you guys who can't see, um, whenever we have an away match, I, I like to use my MLS jersey collection, so I'm currently wearing a... Uh, want to say it's the uh the, the 18 or 19 18 or 19 yeah. iteration of the atlanta united five stripes red and black it, kit
1: it, it's a nice kit it's just i fucking hate red and black like i just like i just it, it just reminds me of like metro you know that's yeah. what it's like shouts it, to me. it, it, like, it looks like
0: they took the atlanta united and just stuck over a metro stars jersey from back in like the, yeah. the, the early to mid 90s um
2: which fun fact, they actually just beat the Red Bulls for the first time in the regular season ever last week.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah wow.
3: Well. That was wild. I saw that stat before the game. That was wild to me. Like that they had never because they've been for the most part better than the Red Bulls. Like
1: they they
0: they owned good. them they owned them in the playoffs on their way
2: to their cup yeah. run.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so get um, we, we kind of pause the intros. Joined by my other co host, Dobby. What's good?
2: Jersey came in. I'm wearing the uh, the correct color you're supposed to wear on this podcast, um, <laughs> uh, along, along with the stars. So that's something uh, New York and
0: Atlanta have in common that the Red Bulls don't.
2: So it had,
1: feels regal, doesn't it?
0: So, for, first thoughts, what do, you, what do you think of it now that you finally have it in your hands? What do you, what do you think of it? It's fucking awesome, man. I love this <laughs> shit. <laughs> it is a pretty kit. And we are joined by special guest, Jake Simpson. What's up, Jake?
3: Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. All right, Jake, rapid-fire questions. Favorite current NYCFC player?
3: Probably oh, Maxime Chanel.
0: Maxime Chanel, elder statesman. Been around for a minute now. Um, Not that choice. Had, Fun oh. fact, he's worn every kit NYCFC has donned except for... The 2015 Black Away kit. 2015 Black Away kit, which is prominently the most liked kit on this podcast and also in an, in I would say in NYCFC nation probably one of the more liked um, well liked kits in the uh, in in the history of our club so it's the only kit he hasn't worn um because he came I believe halfway through the 16 season yes yep. yeah the summer window in 16 all right Jake favorite all time NYCFC player which it could be the same player it could be a different player
3: no I I'm not mad at him because I know it was about the money uh, just because he's on Toronto, until this year would have been Sean Johnson. Um, I- I'm going to say Taddy Castellanos. I know it's a cop-out answer, but we just saw – like, he came on. I became a fan in 2017. He and the team in 2018 It really feels like kind of symbiotically as, like, my fandom grew. He grew as a player. Um, so more than anything, like, I like him as a player, but it's just the memories associated with him Um that's that's
2: that's not a cop out answer. That's the only correct answer, by
1: the way. No, well, it's not it's not the only correct answer. But there's no such thing as a cop out answer. Your answer is who would sure. even even if it was Kwame watson cerebo I would be like wondering, well, that's an odd one. But I mean, you know, all the power to you, I guess. No, no, nah,
2: nah. Je- Jeb Brofsky, Jeb Brofsky with his beautiful hair. I was thinking
3: more so <laughs> Nick
1: Bravikoy.
3: Yeah, oh, Joe Inga Ingbergit is number two, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm trying to grow out a Bergit beard, but I, he has he's such a Viking. I can't compete with him.
1: Yeah. It looks like uh, it's looking more of like Nemec right now. You don't look so much like Nemec <laughs> right now.
2: No, to be honest, Nemec is the only correct answer. So I take that uh,
1: Castiano's Lord Nemec, the Lord, the OG <laughs> Lord. All right,
0: uh, Jake, favorite mm-hmm. NYCFC kit?
3: Oof, I I so I am very simple when it comes to kits. Like the one that was issued in 2018, the one with the uh, um vertical stripe, stripe down the yeah down the badge i love that i i, I just i think it's a neat it, i mean my cfc has such great colors and um you don't need to do much with their home you know colors to make it special um but uh and i'm not just saying as a fan like they, they really do it's a beautiful color um but i've just i was just always partial to that one um so and, yeah
1: it's 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 hard to fuck up an nycfc kit like it really is like I, because like even like my least favorite of like the bunch like i am not a fan of the racing stripe i'm not a fan of like our inaugural home kit which is basically like a man city ripoff and i'm not a fan of dobby's favorite the gotham kit i hate it uh however um i mean despite that i mean i've seen way worse kits over there like like when it comes like to the worst mls kits of all time none of our kits would for me would make like the top 20 or top 30 like it like it, it would it it's it hasn't been NYCFC like is like one of the few clubs in my opinion that hasn't like butchered it yet. I mean like, yeah. and, and, but and they've done some bold choices. Like they could have easily like the Hypno Kit could have easily gone wrong. I love the Hypno Kit personally. The Volt Kit could have gone completely wrong. I like the Volt Kit, but um, for the most part, it's been it's been pretty solid for it throughout its tenure it's, of making it's, kits. It's
2: quite hard to fuck up the like plain sky blue it's quite hard to fuck that
1: yeah, yeah it, it, it's sky blue navy blue and orange just lend itself so perfectly and it's just the, like like it, unless like you're an absolute moron like it, it it it's if you're a graphic designer worth your worth your salt you'll you'll figure out something to do with it even if it's not extraordinary or amazing but yeah
2: what do you, what do you think man city's home kits are like Basically, like I like, don't you, like, you, you can't fuck those up. It's just like uh, it's just plain sky blue, or or you get uh, yeah. some random design on it. It's
1: yeah, but I, it, I, I hate Manchester
2: different shade. Yeah, so, like different shades of colors. It'll look good.
1: Yeah, but I hate wow. Manchester City, so fuck them. Also, <laughs> Newcastle just put United in the pack this week. So shout out to fucking Newcastle. There we and go. Also, and for you're one all- today.
3: I, I will tell you, I'm the, probably the only Newcastle supporter.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm actually a Newcastle supporter. Oh, I've been a Newcastle supporter oh, so for a very Newcastle. long time. Oh, yeah, Actually, I have, a, I have a soft spot. I'm not a supporter of you
2: guys, but I have a soft spot for you guys because you guys suffered so much under you, Mike Ashley. Listen,
1: so. listen, listen I know. I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for I, you guys. I, I know you Man City fans get like hard whenever you see like oil money coming to the fray, but you got to stay in your own fucking lane, okay? You guys aren't the richest <laughs> club in the world anymore. you got to stay over there. You know, it's over. The the, yes. the pep- that's, the that's, that's cool
2: that's cool I look, I look forward to challenging you guys in the Champions League in oh, uh, awesome. five to ten years
3: you know, next like, year. it's weird for me because I'm so used next to, year like,
2: yeah, that's right next year
3: I'm so used to like all the city fans and Liverpool fans and Arsenal fans on 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 my CFC Twitter like celebrating the Champions League in these big matches and meanwhile I'm like hey we beat Wolverhampton 1-0, you know. Like, it, 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 now, it, it's like a big deal.
1: it's gross. It's like, like like Alan Shearer was my guy when I was growing up, and that's how I yeah. fell in love with Newcastle. Alan Shearer was my guy because my dad supports England, but like he watches international football like kind of like how we watch clubs. Like he has his team. He just likes the English team. He doesn't really have any allegiance to the nation or anything like that. And he doesn't watch club football. Uh but like when I was a little kid alan shearer was the guy that was banging in goals for him and i liked alan shearer because that's the only football i was able to watch because i didn't know how to watch other stuff i was only like 11 10 years old so alan shearer found out what club he like played for and newcastle ale was my uh you know if i could have drank (laughs) it right then and there i would have you know so yeah no love newcastle love the geordies love the tune happy to see us competing for top four for the first time in what feels like like i forever and also i've seen my team get relegated twice so it's nice to see us. not only
2: that your your rivals are also
1: languishing in the lower divisions oh, yes yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> sunderland until you die exactly yeah
3: well, if you so- ever see my twitter that is like not my username but like my name at the top it says Hawaii the pigeons as a uh,
1: yeah. to that away the language. yeah okay yeah 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 yeah
0: so if uh I like the fact that with NYCFC with the, with the kits that we've had, we, we haven't had Adidas like attempt to uh, digress from our our colors. Kind of uh, like a lot to the way that the Seattle Sounders are wearing red this year, and th- there's another team that's that's gone completely oh, you know, away from you know, their color gradient.
2: If they Give us a red kit. We're gonna we're
0: we're riding. Yeah, even even, even like, Atlanta. See, Atlanta yeah, was it was this time. year or last year? Atlanta had like a mint colored
1: kit. I mean, it was last but, year that they released it i mean that's i mean that would be a hell of a lot different than us wearing red i mean listen if they wanted to like try something like maybe try like a royal blue with us like one year or maybe like i don't know like i'm just i'm just spitballing i'm not making suggestions like if they were to do like a pink kit like a pink away kit one year or something like that or like or, or, or just something of that nature that uh, uh, even pink is too close like yeah uh, no, no
2: miami miami already has it so no
1: no, no, I, I, go, I don't I a I, I talk about Miami. I'm just saying, like, listen, if you give us another ki- kit color, that's fine. Just don't ever give us red. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. For for no... that that's, that. that's Yeah, that's just not acceptable. That'd be like the Vancouver Whitecaps wearing any shade of green, you know, yeah. like in Cascadia. Or, like, how the
3: Bulls are wearing blue this year. Like, I, I, I oh. do not
1: get that. I They're saw wearing yellow and blue, too. Yeah.
3: And I'm like... I Well, but, like, still, like, any kind of blue, like, I'm like, biggest rival. Like, you guys... Got... I, better
1: than this, like I, 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 sincerely hope that no Red Bull fan bought that kit, like because that would just that would be peak it's comedy. Like, it's for like me. it's
2: like someone at Adidas had a white had a white like plain T shirt, like put some blue like aid powder on it or whatever, like blue raspberry powder on it, and then just pissed on the jersey, and then I they just you- released it. That that's what it looks
1: like. like. You know what it looks like? It looks like actual Red Bull, like the actual fluid that comes out of the can, like that was put onto a bleach stain. <laughs> Just, look, which, is basically, on, which is basically yeah, piss. No, which is basically no, no, piss. Which was put onto a bleach stained shirt. Like like the shirt that was it was poured onto a shirt, then you bleach stained it over. Like like it looks terrible. So I, I mean, I guess they're like st- sticking in the spirit of like what the actual bullshit ass beverage is. I hate Red and, Bull. And like that, their
2: quote unquote New York taxi had a Pennsylvania license plate on it when they tried to reveal it, so. Yeah, disaster class from from
0: the Red Bulls for sure. Uh Jake, um, Just like just like every year in their playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. The shade <laughs> <laughs> Um Jake, so uh h- how about you give us your um your NYCFC fandom origin story?
3: Sure, so that's why I tell anyone who like does the whole like most stupid kind of thing. Look, I'm a recovering MLS hater. I used to believe it, too. And um, I moved. So um, I went to college in New York. I'm from Baltimore. Back to New York um, in 2016 uh, to be my wife's family. We had our kid. And literally, like, I I knew vaguely of NYCFC. I knew they played in Yankee Stadium. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking for stuff to do with my kid because at the time I wasn't working. Like, anything I could do just to get out of the house. So, like, I'm going to put on a game – what it's like, and they're playing Minnesota. I think this was this was 2017. So I think this was Minnesota's uh, inaugural season, and um, it just like it, it's like NYCFC does. It was this beautiful style of football. Mervia um, had a really nice goal. Uh, this was coming right. I think what it put it in my mind was this was right after that derby win in 2017, where of all people, Ben Sweat had a header, oh, um, and that was their first win at Red Bull <laughs> Arena. If I if remember thirds. Um so I was like, man, this is interesting. Um so I really got into it and I just started watching the games. I was like, I am really into this. And then um I actually went the other Derby match that year at Yankee Stadium, if you, you all know this, like via and Wright Phillips are trading goals. Um and that just like I mean we won three to two. And 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 it's weird now, like Yankee Stadium was I don't want to say packed, but far more crowded than you'd see nowadays for a game. And I was just hooked. I was like, I'm like, this is it. Like, I became a diehard. You know, I joined Third Rail. I got all the merch. And um, I haven't looked back. And now I'm an MLS evangelist. Like, not just for the team. I love the team. But also, like, hey, this is a really fun, entertaining league. And you can trash it all you want. But, you know, I had a good presence at the World Cup this past year. When <laughs> the guys on Argentina plays in the league,
1: you know, you're you're really missing out. If you... Yeah, well, <laughs> Jake, so you said that you're from Baltimore. Uh, uh, can you do a good Snoop from The Wire impression? <laughs> That's one of my oh, favorite. I, I,
3: I am terrible at impressions, but I know her famous line. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude.
1: Baltimore, we need to hit
3: someone. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I, I love The Wire. If anybody here hasn't, if anyone listening hasn't seen The Wire yet, you're missing out on probably one of the greatest shows ever created, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, shout shout out to uh, hbo and the wire one of the best television shows of all time
3: if you recall season two at i did Family in the docks. yeah because the they lived in locust point and um my neighborhood when i was in baltimore is literally the next neighborhood over nice. in riverside. like riverside south baltimore locust point they all make that kind of like area south of inner harbor and it really is an area that's become economically gentrified like the all blue collar dock workers that lived there and grew up there, and now it's like mostly like you know yuppies
1: and yeah, yep.
0: So with you growing up in Baltimore, um, did you back in the nineties? Did you go to a lot of uh, DC United games at RFK? I,
3: like I said, I never was an MLS guy. My dad actually went to so my dad refereed soccer, and he got some pretty good matchups. Like he got one year, um McDonough and Calvert Hall were like the top two teams in the state. And uh, one of the coaches, I can't remember which one, or not Calverhall, McDonough and Curley, because um, Curley had a lot of people of uh, Italian descent. So, like, a lot of those guys played soccer. And uh, I can't remember which team had um, actually had an ex-English national as their coach. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't have that many caps, but still, like, mm-hmm. you know, that was mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, and uh, so I go to a lot of his games growing up. Um, I was big into the World Cup. It really wasn't until I was in college that I got into soccer at all. We were talking about our teams. I picked Newcastle in college, which is the mid-2000s. So for many years, that was a mistake. But I, I, I wanted a team with history that wasn't bandwagony Because at the it time— The following
1: you know, days are coming, buddy. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, I- that, yeah no I, I, was just, I, I sorry sorry I didn't want to cut you off but go, go. Exactly, It's one of the exact same reasons why I got into them too because like obviously once I started obviously I said like I, I loved Alan Shearer that was my guy and he was playing for Newcastle at the time but also you know anybody who I who did like you know football who I grew up with you know they liked the big clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah. Man U, oh. Liverpool, uh you know like Man City wasn't big yet so there were no Man City glory hunters yet but uh yeah, I... you, you know you would even find like Back in the day, like back when I was a kid, you'd even find like a Leeds fan or two. But like well, I mean, because like Leeds are like really dominant in like the '90s and like the '80s or so. Uh, like and yeah, but, when I became uh, a
3: fan, Chelsea, Chelsea. Well, Arsenal yeah, had Chelsea. had that great year in yeah. two thousand four. Yeah.
1: But and Chelsea was like, yeah, those were yeah. the
3: two massive bandwagons, and I'm like, I think
1: either of those teams, like, I, mean, I, 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 didn't I can't forget United <laughs> well, as well. Yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Basically, all like, yeah, all the like London clubs, like Arsenal and all of them. Okay. Like, like, they were just like, like, that's like where everybody drifted to, and I was just like, you know, that's just so like typical. Yeah. Like, 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 like this is like this is like my guy. And you, this is and my and team. You'd, also, you'd
2: also get like some oddballs that would choose Liverpool as well. Uh, also.
1: Yeah also for my money and I'm saying this like, uh, like I'm, I'm biased you know I'm a homer but you know and I don't make any you know qualms about it but um, St. James's Park is the greatest stadium in all of sport in my opinion uh, it doesn't get much better than uh, you know St. James's Park and it's and in like the days of like our, all these teams are building new stadiums and they all look cookie, cookie, co- ugh, cookie cutter they all look the same St. James's Park still like exists as like this cross between this grand cathedral of football but also just like like, like, also, but modern enough to like have like all the accommodations that you would the, expect. The,
2: the transformation of that place is truly unreal. I've seen some pictures, like before and after, like the transformation's like insane.
3: Well, I I will say I have never. I've always wanted to go to a match. Never gone to a match up there. But weird story. I've actually had dinner at Anfield. Oh, okay. I'm a big Beatles fan. So we went to Liverpool and did like the day stuff there. Beatles, like a bunch of Beatles stuff. And I was like, look. I don't like Liverpool but like this is like the uh, one of the biggest saves in soccer like if we could do anything there you know tour it whatever and the only thing we could do was dinner so we did dinner yeah <laughs> well, it's one of those in fact, like kind in of fact,
2: weird mess, Messi said that's one of the it's probably the toughest stadium to play uh, as an away team
1: as Anfield is, it's tough yeah Anfield's tough
3: yeah as far as um NYCFC uh yeah like so I really like from that year on I I got into it and i think the big thing was at the time i think still true now even after the cup um it felt like getting on the ground floor of something special like this club is two years old play this amazing brand of soccer they play very close to my house um it's one of the four one of the few like entertaining affordable sports things you could do in new york i mean i know the knicks are good now but haven't been for a long time i'm a big rangers fan but it's so expensive to get tickets um, you know, you always go to a Yankees or Mets game, but, like, this was, like, a fun thing to go to. And also, like, soccer fan bases are just different. They're just different. Like, uh, you know, uh, the chance, the smoke, the the kind of camaraderie. This is what I was telling Joe before. American,
2: American sports yeah. don't stand a chance against soccer in their in uh, uh, it, atmosphere. It, it, the, it's only that comes close,
3: the only thing that comes close is, is not pro sports in any way, shape, or form is college.
0: Yeah,
2: um, college
3: no. No, so I'm not saying it's the same, I but
2: I don't, I don't even
1: consider college. no, I'll say the same. have you ever been to it, it, like it's, a it's live? It's good,
3: it's
2: good, but I think it's slightly overrated. I, 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 think a, I think football was, has the
1: edge? Okay, Davi, have you ever been to a, a live college basketball game? Like a like like no, or You're missing that. out. That
3: I came yeah, up in Maryland, football. huge Maryland fan, the Maryland Duke when Maryland was in the ACC in the late '90s and early 2000s. I mean, like. Stole JJ Reddick's cell phone number, calling like prank calling. Like, it was (laughs) thought someone was going to die in those games. Like, you really did. Like, you thought someone was going to die. Um, I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm just saying it's close. So,
1: so like, 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 uh, you know, I'm I'm sure Joe, like, has a bunch that he wants to discuss for this upcoming game. Like, like, but, like, you know, I I think this will sum it up quite well. Actually, the closest thing I've ever been, the closest thing, the closest atmosphere I've ever felt to like a professional football match is uh, honestly, church growing up you know that yeah. it's it, it's almost like a religious experience honestly like like it, I past it,
3: it, it. so i absolutely it's so true yeah yeah,
1: yeah it, it just it, and and it feels that way it just it feels it feels more intimate than anything that you could ever like hope for i think that's the perfect way to like sum it up it's just an intimate feeling you know and it and it has nothing to do with where you're sitting or how much money you paid for your ticket it's all about the vibe that's going on in the stadium like you're the one that's pushing your team to victory you know like it, like yeah, i'm a huge yankees fan but let's face it the yankees are a global you know, entity now. You know, there's like, like it's gone way past you know the uh, confines of the South Bronx, uh, and it's spilled. It, it belongs to the world now, but like NYCFC is still distinctly ours, and yeah. and football is still so distinctly local that yes. it just it, it just it it doesn't. It, it, everything else just pales in comparison. Nothing compares. And
3: again, that's what I was telling Joe when I got on. Like I I joined Twitter, for this whole purpose of finding like-minded fans and really just to like talk sports-wise, which we're doing tonight, and I'm excited about. But it really is more like it feels communal. Like you grow up with people in Baltimore. We're all Orioles and Ravens fans by nature, Terps fans by nature. Like sports are fun, but they're they're not necessarily the bonds. It's bonds. It's just the experience of growing up together. Or y'all yeah, get out of here. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, but, like with with soccer, like it's not just a fandom. Like it it really does feel like community. And I, you said. Religion, religion adds best, yeah, worship experience is one thing, but to be in community, a shared experience, really makes it special. So, yeah, I love it. I'm, and again, I'm very glad to be here. Thank
1: you all for having me. We're, we're yes. glad to have you, man. The honor's all ours.
0: So with, um, with football, especially with NYCFC, with the season being so long in MLS, like, even though the off season is rather short, like, you, I, like, I genuinely miss, like, being at Yankee Stadium or City Field, Mm-hmm. And and having that that communal experience, that 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 shared experience of seeing, even if I don't know your name, but I, just seeing familiar faces and just oh. shooting the shit with someone and talking about the club, like those two, those two off months feel like six months, like it feels like so long.
3: I I actually um I watched the the cup win at the ballroom. I have my shirt from there. That's what I'm wearing tonight. And um, I posted a video on Instagram. You can watch it if you follow me on Instagram. um, and Calan did the penalty kick you know everything and i'm like you literally we're all strangers hugging each other i knew no one around me <laughs> no one and we're all just like hugging each other it's such joy and anytime i've been in the supporter section i always go alone um and i always you know meet people and we celebrate together i love it
1: I you love go it. alone but you never leave alone at, at, at that <laughs> and also like it's just I like, I'm a season ticket holder. I get withdrawals during like the end of, like at the end of the season. Like, like it feels like there's a part of me missing. Like, like that first weekend after we've either, you know, like after like our season has run its course is like very, very hard for me. Like, like on an emotional level. Like, I know it sounds like over dramatic, but. It just oh, is. I, I
3: feel it. Yeah,
1: and, and and I go to games alone too. You know, like because my uh, my girlfriend, you know, she works on the weekends and she doesn't get to come. with... She can't come with me. You know, uh, she works. You know, like in, in in downtown North New Jersey. You know, at you know like like you know like in like the the night scene and you know and so like like that's like the time. So I, I go to my games alone. But you never leave alone. You know, like I find my friends. I, I hook up. We hook up the bodega and we have a good ass fucking time, man. You know, oh. like that's yeah. absolutely.
0: All right, so pivoting, pivot, pivot. Friends reference. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah
0: awesome. uh, Pivoting to the uh, the task at hand, discussing this weekend's match versus the A Atlanta United. Um, in terms of history, while playing them in New York, uh, we have at Yankee Stadium. We, we have a positive record against Atlanta United. We have three wins, two draws, and one loss. With our most recent match being a two-two draw in July of twenty-two. With Tati scoring a brace, and Joseph and Dom Dwyer each contributing one for the away team, um, how are we feeling heading in, heading into this weekend against Atlanta?
3: I like them are at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, that yeah. like that that does encourage me because they play better at home, and, um, and, I, and I've always believed. Like, you no, know, statistically speaking, they play really well. They went on the road. They don't, you know. I mean, I always tell people like our three cup wins. You know, of the four wins to win the cup, three were on the road. But um, uh, they play better at home. I just it helps their attack more, which they need all the help they can get there right now because it's just so like. I mean, they can move the ball well. They just cannot finish to save their lives. Yeah. So um,
0: I uh, I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago. We um, I don't think we played a home game since then, but we've played 114 games at Yankee Stadium in our in our existence and we have 68 wins, 27 draws and 19 losses which breaks down to a 59.6% win percentage at Yankee Stadium.
1: And and an even higher percentage of us collecting points at yes. Yankee Stadium. It, it it's we're, we're ridiculous at home and and Joe, what's my What's my saying yeah, about Yankee Stadium? You're, you're not gonna we're not going to lose a game at Yankee Stadium this we're year. We're not losing a game at Yankee Stadium this so year. So also
0: on top that, of that, I we can, have thirty-three one player that they have. We have thirty-three clean sheets at home, which is also twenty-eight point nine percent of the time we're getting a clean sheet at home at Yankee Stadium.
3: That's Isn't surprise, yeah? And we
0: have a two point one three goals for and a one point one four goals against at Yankee
1: Stadium. So we're, we're beating, on average
0: we're beating teams two to one every time
1: at home. Yeah, and and, and two goals That's scored and. No, two goals scored and one goal conceded at home. That's about as good as you can hope for. Yeah. You know, like, like, like cause, exactly. Because no, like, like, it's very, it's very difficult to keep a, like a team off the score sheet for ninety minutes. Uh, like, even when you're at home, like, whatever, the whatever uh, gets you three points. Yeah, yeah, but like, the, the goal at home is like to score goals. You know that that's like where you're going to score most of your goals on the season. Always, just like, and no matter like where you go, like that's that's the importance of home field advantage. NYCFC. Yeah, given its unique stadium situation, uh, you know, situation at Yankee Stadium is just it, it, it. There's nothing like it in the league, and there's nothing like it in the world, in my opinion. Outside of maybe La Bombonera and uh and and Buenos Aires, you know, for shout out Boca, you know, but uh, you know, like outside of that, you know, like I, I can't think of like really like a more unique, you know, place to play at home and a place where uh, and a place where a team is more dominant. I mean, remember like how Red Bull did at Red Bull Arena last year? They were terrible at home, and yeah. You know, and it took it took them like five home games to get their first win. Yeah, and that's unacceptable in my opinion. Like, if you're playing a home game, those sh- you you should at least be expecting a point. At least, you know, like obviously you're going to drop points, you know, every now and then. You know, nobody's going to be perfect. However, but to you know, it, at home, like the bare minimum should be a point. Bare minimum, and and and, and that's even cu- and that's cutting it close because you know, like if I walked out with a one-one draw at home, I or a nil-nil draw at home, and I've seen them, I'd be pretty disappointed yeah absolutely
0: so we also have uh against atlanta united home we have uh uh, 12 goals 12 goals four and six goals against
1: okay so about yeah yeah about that two to one ratio yeah they they have never beaten us in the regular season at yankee stadium yeah
0: the The only
2: time we've lost them at yankee stadium was a 1-0 loss in the playoffs
0: 1-0 loss in the playoffs was in the first leg of of, uh first leg of the First round oh, of Eastern Conference semifinals. Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah. I was at that yeah. match. I was sitting next to one of our pod guests, Jordan Griffith, at that match. Um and uh
1: scored the goal, I believe, and I think it was his only goal that he scored all competition It that was Remedi
0: and it was a, it was it was a it was a, a remedy goal in the 37th minute.
1: Yeah, it was but, like a tap like I'll, literally.
3: The team was really like a setting sun of like like, you know, Via's on his way out, young guys were not ready. I mean, I, a few weeks earlier, like three weeks before the start of the playoffs, I was I saw them play in person, um, at DC. It was my first time at DC's new stadium, and uh, we had great seats. I remember, like from. Uh, if you look at a replay of that game, you could probably see me on some throw-ins. Like I was like, like inches away from Wayne Rooney, which is so like just a jarring experience. And I watched, um, Teddy Castellanos like, he, and like this guy like he had no idea what he was doing on the field, and um, that that whole team. It's like via. It was to like get the ball into him. Um, Maxi, I remember, wasn't playing that day. So, like, just their midfield was just so congested. And um, that really, like, thinking about that game, the Atlanta game, like, Atlanta was so good that year. I mean, that, was that year they won? Which yeah, was the that was the year they won. That was the yeah. year they won, yeah. So so, it says 18 um,
0: inside the star in the shirt that I'm wearing. So it must have been 18 okay. seasons the year they won.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were so good. But it really was kind of, I feel like, a ship's passing moment, like, for them and for us because like yeah became a juggernaut and
1: yeah 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 no 2017 was like kind of like the last year where we like where, where we like kind of like shed our like inaugural season skin I mean we were very good in 2016 you know but still very much a team that was still you know learning to you they
2: were, know they like... were still they were still in like that kind of phase where like they're transitioning away from like the first like con- being considered an expansion team and then just like okay let's like they're gonna become like established now and see like
1: where they go like yeah. And also, that was that was uh, Pirlo's last season, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah, that was Pirlo's. Uh, last yeah, went, Maxi's well, first year. Yeah, uh, Davi's first, uh, second to last uh, year. If it's 2017, if we're talking yeah. about, or if we're talking about 2018, I don't quite remember. Um, if it was 2018, that was uh, that was, uh yeah. David Villa's
0: no, Davi's. last game in NYCFC. Uh, home, game. His last home game was that 1-0 loss to right. to yeah. uh, to Atlanta. I think he they did away,
3: score like, in the away game, three, but like they lost, they gave, they conceded three one. Three. And yeah. They
2: lost three one. Yeah, I saw yeah. David Villa's final final goal for NYCFC ever three days before they lost to Atlanta against Philly.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, well, we yeah, the 2018 that's when Dome Torrent took over. Yeah, no, I knew once yeah. once
0: we lost one zero at home, I knew we weren't getting a result at Atlanta. We we, 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 just, we do not play well at Atlanta on that turf. It just it doesn't no, go well. No, the, the, well, no, no they were just insane that year yeah like they were
2: just yeah. unstoppable they, at
1: home it, it was their cup to lose that year it was their year and yeah. and then a few years later it was our year so you know like and nobody was going to stop us that we, year
2: we, we we got our revenge on our home field the uh, three years later
1: i actually looked over to like the person i was watching the game with and i told and i told them i was like if we win this game against new england this is our cup to lose and sure enough yeah, absolutely yeah. and then sure yeah and i was like uh and that's what happened. I wasn't worried when we went to Philly. I wasn't particularly worried when we went to Portland either. Until they scored that last-minute goal to send us into extra time. At that point, I was starting to ooh, you know. But even so, you know, it felt like destiny. All right. We, ne- we never make it easy on
0: ourselves, do we? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So going over uh, me doing my deep dive into the stats of both teams. Um, we have a bunch. Of, at least this is a familiar opponent. Um, we we uh, a lot of our, a lot of the guys on our team have played against Atlanta in the past. Uh, Maxime Chenault comes in. At the top, having played eleven matches versus um, Atlanta United, um, he actually has a goal to his name against Atlanta United. I I, I, I I couldn't look to see, and it definitely wasn't during a home game. It was during an away game. Was it that? Was it that rocket from outside the box? Was that against Atlanta? Or is it what, what Charlotte? What? That was Charlotte. Okay, so yeah, ahead of, maybe. So Chano has a, a goal. He also has four yellow cards in eleven matches versus versus um, uh, Atlanta. Um, He's a center Al- back. It. Alfredo Morales <laughs> has five matches, one yellow card. Gray has five matches. Sands has four matches, two yellow cards. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Parks, four oh, matches. And- Santi, four matches, two yellow cards. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh,
1: wait. James Sands has less games against Atlanta United than Alfredo Morales does. I would have never guessed that. If you had yes. uh, like, asked me, like, oh, more games against Atlanta yeah. United, I would have easily said James Sands. Wow. He has
0: one less match against Atlanta United than, than, uh, than, than Alfredo Morales does um parks four matches no stats santi four matches two yellow cards talis four matches three assists wow he has a juice against them uh, uh yeah and another player who has a juice Gabi Pereira. two matches one goal
1: yep the the nice little cheeky chip last year in decision day yeah, that,
0: was, that, was a, that was the
2: link up with talis and
0: Gabi.
1: yeah off a of talis assist yep that was a beautiful assist too beautiful pass beautiful finish it was mwah Perfect.
0: So, I mean, we don't have a lot of uh, history with, I mean, only three of our players have, have, have statistical, positive statistical contributions against Atlanta. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these players that I just named, we're going to see them either in the starting lineup or in, in the 18. Um, and then flipping it over to the other side, uh, Atlanta's over, um, Atlanta's kind of gone through a changing of the guard um, in, in Atlanta over the past couple of years, losing Joseph Martinez and just getting rid of some of these guys that, have been, that were around for a little while. Um, some guys going back to South America. Um, but one player who's been around uh, for a minute is their goalkeeper, Brad Guzan. Who I mean, he's not like an everyday starter anymore. He's uh, sometimes they give some other guys some starts, but Guzan is usually the as long as he's healthy, he's usually in net. Um, no, he play- was
2: he was injured. He was injured last year, so that's why he didn't yeah. play at all. So he's
0: been he's played in nine matches against us, conceded thirteen goals, and has a seventy four and a half percent save percentage. Now the the nine matches, thirteen goals. That's that averages out to one point four four goals against. So almost Ooh, almost boy, one and a half boy, goals against. Working. We're
1: making them work. Yeah, um, but solid, solid numbers though. One point four four against in thirteen matches is pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Miles Robinson, six matches, two yellow cards. Um, Andrew Gutman, uh, who's one of their defensive players, he's only played in one match versus us, but he scored a goal. Um, Fuck Gutman. Tiago Almada, only two matches played, two assists and a yellow card. And then uh, the last player I have that's done anything against us for them is uh, Arujo. Arrojo. Um he's played in four matches. He has one assist and two yellow cards. By the way, one of those is a world champion. Uh yep. y- yes, Tiago Amada um is is taking his uh year long uh celebration tour to, to Yankee <laughs> yes. Stadium, uh, uh being congratulated on, on being the first MLS player we're, to be we're, on a- we're hear Muchachos for like the like the whole ninety minutes. Uh, but yeah. so another player that obviously doesn't have any stats against us, but he's a recent signing to, uh, Atlanta is the, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name, but he's, the, I'm just going to call him the Greek dude.
2: And more from Celtic, I believe,
0: right? Yeah. The Greek dude got signed. Um, he's supposed to be a uh, top notch, really good player. Obviously good pedigree coming from come from Celtic. He scored, uh, I think he scored, he scored last match and the match before that for Atlanta. Uh the last um, match, the only goal of the game against Red Bull. Yeah, so he scored, so I mean uh he's definitely someone we have to keep an eye out for. Um I, I think now's probably as good a time as any to uh to go around the horn here and give our predictions for what our starting eleven might look like. So uh let's start with the special guest, Jake. What do you think the uh what do you think our eleven might look like in match day number seven against Atlanta United?
3: Well I'm very interested to see uh what they're gonna do up top. Like, are they going to try this two-striker experiment again? Didn't seem to go great last week. Um, Look, Pereira has to get going again at some point, right? Like, it just has to happen. Um, I don't think we had any injuries. I know Tavon didn't play last week. I'm guessing he'll be in the 18, maybe the 11, depending on what they want to do with... So he wasn't... Was there any word on the so there's no, we
0: ha, there hasn't been an injury report released. Um, Tavon was on the injury report last week, um, with a, just a general, just had a, like a leg injury or a thigh injury or something. So, I mean,
3: he didn't he, play at all. He didn't dress, right? No, no. He so he
0: was out, out. He wasn't in the 18. No. Um, Elenick was carrying a knock from international duty, and then obviously he was subbed in the 69th minute, um, because of a, whatever injury he got to his foot, lower leg area. Um, nice. So his, uh, so we don't know um, what his status is going into this weekend. Um, but also, there, there hasn't been any announcement about Andrew Turnbull uh, being signed to the first team on a first team contract. So Stephen
3: Turnbull, uh, Stephen Turnbull, Stephen sorry. Turnbull, Stephen Turnbull yeah. for like the third or fourth time, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I think what it, I don't, my only prediction would just be that like this would be the time for Cushing to get in the lab and come up with something creative. I mean, is Ledesma ready to play sixty? You know. Um, are we still messing around with this Talos at nine nonsense? I just don't think it works. Um, so I don't know what the changes are going to be. Soccer tactics are not my area of expertise. I have, like, a basic grasp. But I do think, like, between the wings and whoever's playing forward, I think it's going to be very different than what we saw last week when it just just wasn't that effective.
0: Dobby, what are we thinking for this weekend, starting 11-wise? Uh, I'm hoping for
2: uh something similar to last week. I-, I was really impressed with the way we went up to New England and uh played. Uh obviously we-, we didn't get the win, which is unfortunate. Uh I thought we deserved it more than they did. Um obviously we got lucky with a very bad de- uh, decision going our way. Um I mean, hey, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll take it. I mean, we we, yeah, absolutely. we-, we-, we- we've se- we've seen those go against us. We've seen this go against us. Uh, Jesus Medina, anybody? <laughs> yep. Uh, so, uh, and then, um, you know, and then Pro said, "Oh, that goal should have stood." So, I mean, I was I was at that game where Medina blocked the punt outside of the box with his head, and it just went in. Uh, I was sitting behind the goal actually at that game. Um, so Medina should have had a brace. Should have won that game two one. Um, so that, I, that I, restart. You know yeah, you know what? I'll take it though. I'll take it. I mean, I mean, if it's gonna if it's gonna be a bad refereeing decision that's gonna save us a point on the road, I'll take it any day of the week. So, um, uh, hopefully, uh, this this week uh, we could see the uh, that type of football again. Uh, we're we're at home where we're uh, we pretty we're pretty freaking good over there. I mean, everybody complains about it. Everybody blames the pitch, but uh, nobody's really willing us. Nobody's really willing to give us the credit. Uh, that we deserve, especially to play at home, making it a very tough game. Uh, I think every every Eastern Conference team dreads uh, dreads the day when they come to NYCFC away, whether it be at Yankee Stadium or City Field. I feel like they dread it because they know that the the pitch, you know, the, the pitch isn't that good. Let's be completely honest, the pitch isn't good quality wise on a surface, but I mean it's a legal pitch, and we we play really well on it. So i I'm, I'm expecting a win uh, for starting eleven i really want to see matt freezing goal i am I'm, I'm over this baraza uh, as a starter experiment uh i think i think his distribution's been quite shit um whenever he gets the ball whenever he gets a pass back from uh martins or or chanel he just looks shaky he just looks like he doesn't know what to do with it and just wants to kick the ball out as soon as possible and as far as possible um i've seen some of his passes go uh uh Lead directly to fouls for, to the opponent that would lead to goals, or or just poor poor passes out wide that would lead to throw-ins deep in our own third. I'm just I'm just i just haven't been impressed with the distribution that it's supposed to that was supposed to be better than Sean Johnson's distribution, but it, it looks like it's a, it's a significant downgrade. So and, and he's looks shaky on on some some saves here and there. He's look he's look relatively shaky. So I like to see Matt Freeze coming at goal. I mean it's a home game. Yeah, uh, he'll have the home fans behind him. Even though he is a Philly boy, he um, will still have he will still have the home fans behind him, uh, backing him. Um, but I, I think it's going to be Barraza again. We're probably not even going to see Freeze until the first game of the uh, the Open Cup, which sucks because it's supposed to it was supposed to be a goalkeeping competition. But this is this does not look like a competition at all. This just looks like Barraza is going to be the regular season goalkeeper, and then Freeze gets whatever cup games we have. Uh, so I'm going to go Barraza in goal, even though I want to see Freeze. Back four, um, we're probably going to see the same back four as, as uh, the as the past few weeks. Uh, Koufre, uh, Martin Chano, and uh, and instead of Gray, we're probably going to see Alenich. I think Alenich will be fine uh, to ready to go. I'm not sure what the status is on Tavon Gray. I know that he picked up something in training last week so he wasn't able to go to go to the New England game last week. Um so I'm going to go Elenich at the right back with the the same back 3 uh that's always been starting as Kufre, uh, Chano and Martins. Um then we're going to go James Sands, Keaton Parks and Santiago Rodriguez obvious midfield. And Then I'm going to go Rich uh Richie on the right. Uh Gapes a as striker. And then Talos Magno on the left. I think Pellegrini drops to the bench. I think this is the week we see Pellegrini come off the bench. Uh, hopefully make a difference if we if we need him to. And uh, that's that's my love. And I think this is the week that we finally see Ledesma play. This is going to be his first home game. Um, first time in front of the home fans at Yankee Stadium. Uh, I I listened to the NYCFC Forever's po- uh, podcast today. And they said, uh, Richie looks happy to be in New York because he can finally eat some Mexican food. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> uh so yeah, that's my that's my eleven for uh this week. Christian. ¿Qué what are we what are we thinking for eleven? For starting eleven. Right.
1: So uh I think I touched upon it like last week. Uh like I try to make it a cross between what I think should happen and what I think is going to happen. So let's hope I strike a happy medium this week. Uh, I agree with Davi. I'm fucking so tired of Baraza. Like I just I, I I want him to succeed and I want him to do well but I just he just doesn't seem like he just doesn't seem ready right now like, like I don't know he looks like he he doesn't look like somebody who's been learning under Sean Johnson for four seasons he looks like someone who literally was plucked off the street and put between the pipes you know but I mean you know it, it, it's very possible that we're you know we're going to continue to see Baraza at least until like the first cup game and then Freeze will get a shot but i i think after six games uh i do think a goalkeeper needs a few more games to properly evaluate but uh given the state of this team barraza has been tested a bit more than a normal goalkeeper would within a six game span so and i'm not impressed uh and i think it's time to give. i mean you paid enough for freeze you know to a rival club at that so why not give him a shot out there um my back line uh not not, too, not many surprises. I mean, there really isn't any room for any surprises anyway. Uh, uh, you know, Koufray at the left back, um, I'm not impressed with Koufray either, but it obvi- obviously, you know, he's the uh, heir apparent, you know, to the left back throne. Uh, so that's going to be his spot to lose this season. So unless Elda Amundsen or uh, Kevin O'Toole are doing anything spectacular in, uh, in training, uh, I say we uh, see the same. Uh, Maxime Chano and Tiago Martins at center back, uh, from left to right. Uh, at right back, it seems to be dealer's choice at this point because we don't even know who's healthy for this game. We don't know if Tavon's going to be upgraded. We don't know what the status of uh, Ilanich is. You know, with his knock and if he's going to be good for you know even you know a sixty or seventy minute shift. we we, we don't know what the status of his ankle injury is. But uh, so it could, we could very well be seeing Stephen Turnbull at right back at this point. I don't even think it's another short term loan. I think at this point you just have to sign him to a full contract. Yeah, and maybe. I don't you know, think we're uh,
0: allowed to via roster rules. I think because he's
1: played twice, I think we
0: have to sign him now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So, is so he 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 take Tiago's vacant uh, roster yeah. spot pretty much. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, so uh, you know at this point, you know maybe Stephen Turnbull runs out there, and I'm not too disappointed about that. Stephen Turnbull seems fine uh, in. Uh, you know, against New England, and New England's a very, very good team. You know, so getting a point, you know, last week was very, very important. And you know, and especially the way we got the point, I thought we were on the front foot for most of that game. You know, you know, controversial VAR decision notwithstanding, I thought we were the better team, and I thought we deserved points out of it. Um, midfield, I mean, there's really no discussion to be had. Supposedly,
2: they said that the VAR, the VAR screen was like was down. Like well, he I've had been, no video, so I've he already, had to go with the word uh, that he came from New York. That's Joe what and I, he said.
1: Joe and I, Joe and I, got into this uh, pretty pretty hard, you know, in the uh, in the post game Discord chat. But uh, I I think VAR has gone way too far. I think we're splitting hairs, and now look what happens as a result of us splitting hairs. We got it wrong. Uh, Agreed. It's supposed to be for clear and obvious errors, not like for slight small things that you know that the human eye isn't even trained to catch. So, um, but uh, but regardless, you know, the midfield in this team, there there really is no. Topic of discussion: It's James Sands and Keaton Parks, at the six and eight, respectively. So long as both of them are in, are match fit and healthy, James Sands has has come in and completely changed the complexion of this entire squad and the complexion of this entire midfield, and has made Alfredo Morales, once probably one of the better midfielders in MLS, look like a complete downgrade. And uh, you know, and Keaton Parks, on his day, is the best eight in the league, you know, bar none. And uh, at, at the top. Um, so there's two ways I can see this happening. I can see Santi Rodriguez sliding into 10, Gabby Pereira rec- reclaiming his spot uh, on the right wing uh, with Talos at the left and Gabe Seagal making a second consecutive start. I actually don't dislike what I saw from Seagal in this small cameo that we saw from him. I thought off the ball he, w- he, was, he was smart. I don't think he made a fool out of himself. Obviously, there's room for improvement, but it's his first professional minutes like at the top flight level ever in his career. You know, the closest thing he has to any kind of professional experiences is, uh, a a dozen games in the fourth division of Germany, uh, for, uh, Cohn's reserve team against other reserve teams. So, you know, this is, in essence, this is his, that was his first professional start. He didn't make a fool of himself, thought he asserted himself well. And I thought in an alternate universe, uh, such as Yankee Stadium and an alternate venue, rather, uh, I thought he probably would have maybe even contributed to a goal if not scored it. And also, we've discovered what kind of impact Talos can have on the game when he's at the left wing and as far as the build-up is concerned. And we know how talented he is there. Uh, that's one suggestion. Uh, another suggestion could be if if Cushing is still down on Gabby Pereira, which seems to be the big question, you know, when will Gabby Pereira reassert himself into the starting 11? I can see him uh, giving Ledesma his first start at the 10 using Santi Rodriguez at what, my in my opinion, is his best spot as an out-and-out winger on the right throwing mm-hmm. talis at the left and then putting Seagal at the top i, I actually think that Seagal is a shoe in for a second consecutive start i think if he's willing to start him on the road it's a very competitive team i think he's going to be willing to start him at home so you're benching uh, gp again uh i'm, I'm bench. Uh, no, no no well i'm well i i preface that comment by saying i don't know where it, this is going to be dependent on where cushing thinks that gp is at and whether or not he's deserving of to reassert himself back into the starting 11. I don't want to bench GP again. My first option uh, of uh, Santi at the 10, GP at the right, Talos at the left, and Seagal at the 9 would be my ideal solution. However, I also have to take into account that I'm not managing the team. I'm not selecting the team sheet. So for me personally, so, so if I'm in Cushing shoes, well, not if I'm in Cushing shoes, if I'm putting myself in the mind of Nick Cushing, I could see us possibly starting with Desmond at the 10, Putting Santi as an out and out winger on the right, Talis at the left, and Ga- Gabe Segal at the nine. I think that's a reasonable expectation. I am going to be
2: honest. I completely forgot about GP while making my eleven.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, well, well I mean, has been I,
3: forgettable I, since. Yeah, he had a great yeah. start. Yeah. has been. Yeah,
2: is. yeah. Even even yeah. even though we 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 hyped him up a lot because people at the start of the season were saying, "Oh, well, Talis Magno, this. Talis Magno, that. Talis Magno, that." And then all of us were like, "You guys are sleeping on Gabriel Pereira, and he hasn't done shit since yeah. Chicago."
1: Yeah, well, I mean, th- I mean, the thing is, like, listen, I love GP and I think he's a great player, but I also remember I also said this about Thiago, and this is before uh, the Thiago news became apparent when NYC of COG was uh, on the pod. Uh, Thiago's gone now, so we don't have that spark on the bench. So who's going to be that spark on the be- off the bench? I mean, it's not going to be Talos because he doesn't really offer the intangibles to break a game open. GP is basically the odd one out now. He's going to now GP is probably the one that has Ismail Shurati syndrome. No, you know, where he's, I
0: think you're fraying about Matthias Pellegrini. I, I feel like I feel
2: like it's it's gonna it's gonna be Pellegrini as as the you cannot keep GP on the bench. He is not in
0: this cut from the same mold as his, as Strati. Like, like, like the...
1: don't all jump down my throat at once. Hold up. What, what does Pellegrini offer you late in the game? He doesn't offer you pace. He doesn't offer you like strength. He warm, doesn't offer you anything.
0: Warm body who has experience being a professional footballer.
1: Yeah, yeah, but a late sub. You want that guy to be a game changer.
0: I know, but I'd rather ha- I'd rather have sixty minutes of GP than. 30 minutes of gp
1: me too but the thing is i would have rather had 90 minutes of ishmael tajuri shradi when he was here however i also had to recognize that there was nobody who can come off the bench who offered the same intangibles that tajuri shradi offered off the bench that like unfortunately it's you're playing a 90 minute game not a 60 minute game so i just like you're gonna you're gonna get the guys who can you know can contribute over a 60 minute span or can give you a decent shift, and then you you want the game breakers coming in like the seventieth minute on.
0: Do you know who we could sign real easily to oh, to be oh, a, oh, to be a game changer?
1: But wait, but wait. First off, what was my ideal lineup? What was my lineup? GP, Not Cushing. C P on the right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But do you, so here's a hot take. Do you know who? The, do you know someone we can sign right now to a first team contract that would be a game game changer off of the bench?
1: Uh, Isco. Ben <laughs> no, no. Ben Swift. <laughs> Johnny Dennis, Arnold or Banger, Johnny Dennis, Oh, Johnny Dennis. I would like he- Banger.
2: Johnny Dennis. I, I literally, I want this guy promoted, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why haven't we? promoted Give this, this guy dude here? a
0: contract. Give him a contract. Freaking guys that are not going to touch grass for NYCFC for three to four years are getting first team contracts. Give Johnny Dennis a contract. I thought he should have had a contract coming out of preseason. Give did, the kid a contract. A b- He's not even a kid anymore. A He's 27 years old. He's like 23 years old. Give him a contract. Yeah. Dude just scored a banger of a free kick against New England, too. He could make a difference off the bench. He would give us more attacking than, than Andres Jason would. I guarantee it. Is
1: Johnny, is Johnny Dennis really 25 years old? Yes,
3: he's not oh. young. Twenty five. I thought you said 23. He's 25. No, is he 25? 25? Uh, he's
1: 25. Wow, he's yeah, he's not
0: young. A, give him a... for shut, shut up time. At
3: yeah, this point, he, really he, he can't
0: play for... He shouldn't be playing for nycfc too anymore. He should
1: be getting called up to the no. big leagues.
0: Oh, okay.
1: why, why isn't this guy on the first team yet? Why is this guy still in MLS Next Pro? Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, so he has had – so he went to school at Columbia. Uh, he, uh, his, the extent of his uh, professional, quote-unquote, experience has been with the uh, Red Bull uh, U23s, uh, the New York Cosmos, uh, New Amsterdam FC, and NYC that, that was the
2: Cosmos in the NASL, right? The 15, 16, like around that
1: time? Uh, in 2020, no. That was uh, NASL, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, that, so that was like, like seven, eight years ago. At this point,
1: no, no that was N-A-S-A, actually. NISA actually. Uh, yeah,
2: Oh, yeah. shit,
1: So he he played recently for them. Yeah, for like, yeah. Uh, yeah pro- probably,
0: probably oh, right, yeah, right before he signed with us, probably.
1: Yeah. Uh. He well. Well. Right he, after 2020, he went to New Amsterdam, and uh, who I don't even know where New Amsterdam plays. Where does New Amsterdam play? Are yeah. they one of the USL?
3: Then they play in um no, Washington
1: Heights in- or. They play in Nisa as well. I was wondering what league they play in. They play in Nisa as well. Oh, wow. So Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: You're looking at So not, yeah. a, not- I agree though, like twenty five is like a sure go off the pot. First yeah. Contract. Like and if you don't think he's on the first team, you gotta make way for a younger guy then who might not be as good, but who gives a crap at MLS next. You know, like who cares? Like yeah. you gotta- I mean
0: you gotta look at they're giving first team contracts to Jonathan Shore, Maximo Carrizo. Um, they haven't given yeah, one yet to Turnbull. Like, what? Like, yeah, why is Dennis not getting called up?
1: But those are young players with high upside. Like, Maximo Carrizo like, is like a very highly touted prospect. So is Christian McFarland. So, you know. So is uh, yeah, you know, but Johnny. Yeah, they first uh, team contracts. Before. At twenty five years old, you know, that's you know, like at this point, you know, listen, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a shot. That's not what I'm saying. So don't don't take this as a, you know, don't take this as me saying this. But at twenty five years old. The front office could very well be looking at him as just a warm body to fill out a reserve spot because of registration. No,
0: nah, I mean, he's 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 been killing it nah, for NYCFC2. Killing it. He, he's, he, he, okay, he,
2: but, he, he doesn't have much time left. He's, uh, okay. he's 25 years old. I feel like he, he, he deserves a shot at the okay. first team.
1: So, so, I mean, this obviously, you know, well, I mean, if... it, 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 it Oh, whoops, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, yeah, you're okay. good, yep. So maybe this doesn't translate, but if you consider Will still a legitimate manager at the top flight, it does translate. So I'm a I'm a very ardent religious football manager player. I love me some football manager. I play it every single year. I play it, it, it for hundreds of hours on end. And for the most part, the way I look at uh, I, I manage Deportivo La Coruñans in España, you know. So shout out to you know RC Deportivo, you know across the, across the pond. Uh, <laughs> And my my reserve team is mostly like like, uh, outside of youngsters that are that need first team minutes but aren't ready for the first team. There's a bunch of people who perform very very well on my reserve team that will never get a shot with my first team. And you know, and, and that's just the reality for some. Like some players just have a ceiling. Like I mean, I mean, look at a guy like uh. So you, like you guys might have uh, Akin Fenway, you know, like in England, the Jack, you dude? know, like the yeah, the big the Jack dude.
2: <laughs> Yeah, he,
1: yeah yeah he was like the
2: strongest player in fifa for like god knows how long
1: yeah yeah and, and like, he, age strength every year he had a legendary perf- like like career at like league one and below he finally played at the championship with wickham uh, a few seasons ago and just didn't perform granted he was older but i mean if you look at all of his seasons across the board for like league one league two you know like like in those realms of english professional football he performed very very well exceptional goal scorer no, uh,
2: that, that dude was built as that dude was built like a tank bro
1: yeah like once he got to the championship which is in my opinion the most competitive toughest league to play in uh you know in the world extremely unpredictable it's a different ball game and the same thing like i mean look at the jump from usl championship to the mls i mean i mean let, let, let's look at our own let's look at our own what's let, let, what let, let's look at our own like history as a club you know like now i mean look at guys like sebastian ibiaga and ugo okoli who have come to this sebastian ibiaga before he came to nycfc was a usl defender of the year uh uh ugo okoli was usl mvp and their golden boot winner did either of them even come close to those like i mean sebastian ibiaga was a serviceable backup for nycfc but he was never more than that he was never getting starts over collins over chanel in their heyday uh, and Ugo Akoli found the goal once, in, in his career, and could never crack the first team. And you know, so there is a difference in level. Like, like, yeah. So uh, listen, does he Does he maybe deserve a shot? Maybe, but there's no guarantees that somebody who is playing in MLS next, which could be maybe about USL League Two quality, uh, maybe League One, definitely not USL Championship. You know, like, like, like. They're, they're, and the and the and the and the talent gap between the USL Championship and MLS has improved dramatically. Like 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 even that talent. Like, like let's just say the second division, because when we came into the league, it was the NASL. Like the like that 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 you know that that gap in quality wasn't as defined yet. Now yeah. as MLS- it it, it it it's a it's a different ballpark yeah it's but you have game.
0: you have guys on uh the new england revolution who are making that jump from mls next pro up to the first team and getting getting starting minutes and quality minutes with with mls and being able to, and being able to matriculate into into the league
1: sure i'm not saying it's not it's not possible that's not at all what i'm saying i'm not saying that john dennis can't come in and at least be a serviceable player i'm not saying that like i'm not counting the kid out i don't like I, I'm not rooting against anybody I've said that several times his success is our success if he gets signed to a first team contract and he balls out that's our success and we can't complain about that however that being said I mean you have to like it, it's like how, for how long like I mean like maybe not us for but there was a lot of people who were saying Chris Gloucester came from PSV's system why wasn't he getting a shot and then once he got a shot it was pretty obvious why he wasn't. It. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. I, I and and, and you you I, I take it that. Yeah, but that was about the. the okay, hole. yeah, but yeah, but that was against like San Jose. He like. still scored. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it was it was a sh- first
2: touch. He was lucky Ro- to get, Ro- get, get Ro- something. Ro-
1: on Ro- it. Rodney Wallace has multiple goals for this club. <laughs> Tony Rocha has a goal <laughs> for this club. You know that. Oh Scoring a goal right. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a boss.
0: So here's two things about Johnny Dennis. Johnny, isn't Johnny Dennis he, – he, didn't he just get called up to the senior Honduran national team? Yeah,
1: he yeah, did. Not yeah. very good.
0: But still, okay, so <laughs> no, he's a senior good. international player. B, if you saw, I think, Super NYCFC tweeted after the game on Sunday for NYCFC 2 that the last time NYCFC scored from a free kick was Goody Theraronson's free kick goal against Atlanta in the 21 season
3: season sure. saver man <laughs> yeah
1: that was the that we, was we the do not option.
0: score off of free kicks directly very often anymore and johnny dennis is like a free kick specialist so you, t- you know there's no way that he shouldn't be able to find a spot somewhere over the likes of andres jason or over any other player who's just like these random guy, like uh these random guys that are that are occupying spaces in the 18. i want to take a vote right now with us four right here Say I or, or just say whatever. If you think that by the end of the twenty three season, heading into the playoffs, Johnny Dennis will have a senior team contract and will be playing, not playing, but will be in the eighteen consistently for NYCFC.
3: Let's
0: start. Not me. I,
3: sorry, no. You can go first. Yeah. I, I just feel like it would have happened by now. Okay,
0: so that's a no. So that's one no. What about
2: you, Davi? No, I don't. I don't think so. Even though I want, even though I want it to happen, I, I don't. I don't see it happening.
1: Christian. I'm gonna say no because the summer yeah summer transfer window is still coming in. There's gonna be signings in there. We've already got uh, rumors surrounding one uh, in a very key position that we need one, uh, one that Davi pitches about every single week. <laughs> can
2: we please sign a striker? Yeah. And uh, can, 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 I it, can I have it? Can I have it in like as so, fast as I got this jersey in like five day shipping, please?
1: I think any, <laughs> I think any signings from here on out are. Minus like short-term loans uh, of which we still have two left um, in between now and the summer will be brand new people that we haven't seen. I don't like, as much as I would like for John, for John Dennis to get a shot and maybe he deserves a shot. I'm not saying he doesn't. I don't see John Dennis play year in year out uh, or day in day out rather. Uh, I don't see anybody from, M- from, NYCFC2 at least right now outside of maybe an academy product like Maximo Carrizo who might get some cameos towards the later end of the year um, I don't really see anybody breaking, breaking through
0: Alright so I'm going to go on a limb and, and go against the grain here and I'm going to say that I do see him getting a senior, senior uh, a first team call up for the sole reason that we, we don't have the, um, we're, we're losing tons of depth in, in the attack and with five substitutions available at our discretion to use on a match m- match basis, um, every every game that we've had, we, we look at the the eighteen like, okay, who could possibly come in after sixty and 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 help us get a result? And we're looking at it and we're like, okay, um, uh, we know that we know that if Alenik and Gray are both healthy, they're probably going to swap in for each other at some point during the game. One's going to play sixty five minutes, the other one's going to play twenty five minutes, um, and then I mean, now if if uh, if Pellegrini is going to get relegated to the bench with uh, with Talis playing one wing, Gabi playing the other, and if Segal is getting an extended run at at the nine, um, then now Pellegrini becomes one of those depth pieces at winger. Um, you have Alfredo Morales coming off to spell either Parks or Sands, which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's all we have. Or Hack, so it's it's, it's Hack and Morales coming off the bench. Um, but other than that, there, we don't have um, this this uh, this crazy depth at the in the attack, and. Andres Jason is, I mean, he's someone who can come on in situations to get fouled and things like that, but he hasn't re- I mean, he's, I, I don't think he's MLS game-changing quality, but I do think that someone like Johnny Dennis, who has this free kick acumen, can, can come into this squad. And I've also seen him play from the run play. He, he has some, he has some ideas. He has some skill. Um, I watched the game on Sunday. He, he can, he can do some stuff. Um, so I, I think that it'd be a real easy signing because I mean you guys keep talking about the summer window, but the, but the summer window is, is is months away still. Like so, we have to get we have oh, to we have to navigate well, and get through this early part of the season and continue but, to get
1: results. Sure, but we're also still actively in the MLS secondary window as well. Our, Only for our, two more weeks. Yeah, but I mean it's still an active window nonetheless. Now I've already gone on record to say that I don't think any movement will be made in this in this window. But there's still two windows for NYCFC to grab players if they feel. It's appropriate. What? No,
3: so it's this That's window, it's and then there's, and then there's nothing there until the summer. What's up, Jake? Wasn't there something this past week about them trying to get someone from Eastern Europe? I couldn't pronounce the guy's name to say bye. He's uh, uh, a Haitian striker.
0: Haitian yeah. national, yeah. yeah so- and- Joe, do you
3: want
1: to talk? They're putting in. On Duckin- that? They're putting Duckins in bids.
0: His, his name is Duckins. It's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. A, a Duckman, the duck can call him if he's <laughs> the great, greatest first so name exactly in history. First happen. names. They said like,
3: they made a bid and they rejected.
0: So they've got it's got rejected a couple times, um, but that 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 just means that they're playing hardball and they. Uh, it's because they, like uh, they're they're making a push. I think whatever league he whatever team he plays for, they're making a push for that for. I think, I think
2: he plays uh, in Bulgaria for CSK Sofia, and they're 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 in a title push right now. But if we make. If we make a, a very good offer, uh go let him go early. So,
1: so so a report here that I've dug up on uh on Twitter from Caleb uh uh Jeptay uh Pierre, uh who uh, he you know, to take this with a grain of salt, he's got the blue check mark. Um, you know, he is uh uh and and uh NYCFC is uh is monitoring him and uh, int- intends to uh grab him uh Sophia is not against him leaving but they need a good amount of money in order to let him go right now so it's basically going to come down to whether or not the FO sees it as uh, a pressing issue to get him integrated into the squad as soon as possible before the dog days of MLS summer um uh like Dobby said there's only 6 games left in uh in in, in the season for uh, CSKA a uh, Sophia so it, it, it's and they are in a title push so it is not ideal for them but for the right price they will let him go i don't know if that price drops over the summer and if and, and if uh david lee and his uh, and his crew feel like it's best to just you know make do with what you got for the next few weeks and then make a push for him starting in july maybe that's worth it um but from the looks of it it you know it is it's not outside the realm of possibility that you see duckins duckins uh right, i love it uh, i arrive <laughs> Bring them ducats over here, you know, like like uh, you know, like
2: he's a he's a Haitian international, so he, he is well, a senior uh, quality player. Uh, Big concern sure.
1: that you'd be asking is, um,
3: you know, not just for the dog days of summer as you mentioned, but like how seriously are going to are they going to take the league's cup? I mean, right now it's just two matches, but if you get in the knockout round of that, it's like so. 13,
2: I mean, what, what like David that. said in the interview is that any competition that NYCFC are in they they want to win
3: so so if you want to do that you need okay yes
1: okay i've already gone on record to say it that's fucking corporate talk nobody is going to come out in the right mind uh, as in any position of power within any kind of uh sporting organization in a competition and say oh this competition doesn't mean jack shit to us so we're not really focusing on us on it they'll call it a maybe they'll like make like some bullshit excuse it's not a priority like if something goes wrong however like, like like as damage control um this team has, throughout its history has not shown that they give a shit about the U.S. Open Cup, has not shown that it really particularly cares about the league's cup. I mean, we've only seen – it
3: did a couple years ago in Pumas. It started their, they started their yeah, – they, they started,
1: started a- their best 11. But I also think that that was more so that, you know, Sante Rodriguez was just still getting involved in the club. It was his early days, and they wanted him to get involved in that system. Uh, uh, Tiago Andrade, you know, really hadn't cracked – to you know, like like he was – Basically, you know a super sub at that point they wanted to get him minutes, but yeah I, I felt like it was for minutes a lot of the time uh it was also like a way of maybe like in in, in way uh of getting us ready for that playoff push because uh, I do remember that game coming later in the season, like late summer, right like yeah. it was like like late August, maybe even early September I don't know yeah, it, it, it was
0: a, it was a miserable oh. game didn't it start super late.
1: Yeah because yeah. the rainstorm out. Yeah, it's was like a,
0: like 11:30 kickoff or something. Yeah, So we stayed there oh super God. late just to watch us lose in kicks. so it's fucking miserable.
3: Well, that and they they thoroughly outplayed him. They had two goals like two goals if I recall correctly called one, back.
1: One of the uh, one of the worst uh well, yeah. I can't speak for, I can't speak for the Keaton Parks goal cuz I was watching that game from Florida. Uh I was living in Florida at the time and I uh the uh the feed was going in and out. The TV feed yeah. was going in and out and I couldn't see what the VAR checked for that. Um the uh, Santi goals, Santi VAR check is one of the worst uses yeah, of VAR I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, like, you can say that the ball, like, struck his fingertips. It literally grazed his fingertips. It was an inconsequential uh, feeling. It wasn't a clear and obvious error. Uh, I still hate O'Shea Nation to this day as a man, as a referee. I remember his name. Fuck him. Uh, uh, you hate terrible. him as a man as well? Uh, I... I, I hate it. Um, I I hated that call. I thought it was bad. I thought we deserved to win that game. And yeah. But uh, you know if
3: I hear if, you, and, and you're right about the Open Cup. Like they've never,
1: except for what 2019 when they had that run. They never they've never really. But even then, we weren't even really playing our strikers at that point. Jesus Medina had already like pretty much like like he wasn't. He was looking to break back into the starting eleven. I think if I recall correctly at that point. Uh, Keaton Parks had never start had never played a minute for us until the U.S. Open Cup that match. It was mostly like, – and I think Tony uh, – didn't uh, Juan Pablo Torres play left back at that game or Tony Rocha play left back There's at Tony that game? Tony Rocha oh. left back. Yeah, left back. And, 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 and no, and Anton Tannerholm played center back in that game with uh, Tony Rocha at right back. Uh, like, yeah, if I recall correctly, that was the – like, we didn't – it was just against a U- bullshit USL team, you know? So, yeah, no, we've never taken – the U.S. will become maybe if we get to the later rounds and we get past those first two rounds that we're eligible for. I think it's round four and up. Yeah, uh, maybe. Round yeah, round three. Maybe we make it. Maybe we make a like make an actual push. I mean, it's the easiest path to CONCACAF champions League qualification. The question is, do you use it as a way to rotate or do you use it as a competition that needs to be won? I say, for at least the first, uh, for at least round three and round four, it's a, uh, it's rotation. That's, and that's how I'm going to treat it because that's how the team, I'm not going to bother getting my hopes up for it. You know, I'm not, it's a waste of energy.
3: I, I can see that. And I, like, I mean, again, my point was just to depth. And I, I kind of worry, I would love for them to win one of those two competitions. I really do worry in the league's, I mean, that's just such a massive knockout round. If, you know, like, you have only two games in a round robin, but easy to get through. And, um, yeah, like, and that, I think the season's paused completely, though, right? For that tournament, yes. like, like yeah.
2: almost a month. Does, yeah. Nothing else going on, which, is, which like... is so fucking stupid. I hate. I hate the I I that yeah.
3: That... I love the idea. I've always said I like. Was measuring up to Liga MX. I'm um, trying to invite the pro world <laughs> discussion back, but I, I like, I would love to play, like, have more reasons to have quality competition against them, but the format just really kind of threw me off.
0: All right, so I don't think it's, uh, uh, I don't know. so going yeah. back, I, I didn't get a chance to go through my uh, starting eleven for the for the Atlanta game. <laughs> so, so let's go back. So I I firmly believe that this is as good as time as any for uh, for Matt Freeze to make his debut. I think Barraza I got I think Brazza got six matches, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. And also Barraza picked up a little bit of a knock in that last match. He had a little bit of a groin issue. He finished the game. I, finished, I think yeah. he fin- I think yeah. he, I think he finished the game because if he, if he came out, he was afraid he wasn't ever going to go back in again. Um, but uh, I I do believe I, I mean I, I, trust me, I haven't heard the extent of what of of what the knock was, or if it's continuous, or if it, if he's over it. But either way, I think that this is a good a good moment in time for Freeze to get his run of matches to see what he's all about. Um, so I think Freeze is going to start. I got Koufry in the left, Cheno at left center back, Thiago Martins at right center back, and I think uh, as long as Elenik is healthy and good to go, I think that he should be starting over Tavon Gray. So I have a at right back. Uh, Parks and Sands uh, at the six and the eight. Now the attack is a lot more difficult to predict because like Christian touched on, yeah. there's different players that can play different spots. Like I, I do, I wanna predict that Santi's gonna go play inverted on the left, but if it, if Santi plays inverted on the left, that means that Toss has to play the nine. And I don't want Toss to play the nine, so that kinda of can't happen. Um, uh, I want Ledesma on the field, but if Ledesma's on the field, that probably means that maybe GP's not in the field, and i want GP on the field. <laughs> so our attack is right. is, is kind of...
1: The only one that we universally don't want to see in the attack is Pellegrini.
0: Shoot that man into the sun. Fucking get <laughs> him the fuck out of here.
1: Get him out of my when 11. You
0: forgot
3: GP, when you forgot GP, when you were talking about your 11, I completely forgotten about Matthias. I'm like, oh yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah and then...
0: So I guess I'm gonna go with I mean Santi at the ten, even though he hasn't really impressed me at the ten. I'd much rather see him on the wing. But Santi at the ten, GP on the right, Tallis on the left, Segal at striker. That's that's the best I can come up with with the players I want.
1: And I think at home, I think that's a winning lineup. I, I actually, as a matter of fact, I think this three game home stand is going to be a great way to kickstart Gabe Segal. If there's any place where he can like really like make his bones, so to speak, to borrow, borrow you know a Godfather reference, you know, shout out. Uh, You know, like if there's a place for him to, you know, potentially like break out a three game homestand where, you know, like where like whether it's justified or not, where you're going to be the favorites going into each game is a fair place to do it, especially with talent like GP, Santi and Talos around you all playing in, for better or for worse, their natural positions, you know, because, you know, even though, you know, I do think that Santi's better as an out and out winger on the 10, I'm I'm not above saying that I do think that he is natural at the 10. I mean, I mean I, like on the right wing. I, I meant, like, like even though I think that might be his best position, I do think that his, I do think he is natural at the ten. I don't think he's out of place there. And I think he's played well too. I, I, I really like Santi's performances over the last few weeks. Um,
3: yeah, I think his big issue right now is he has no one to do decent link up play with. I mean, like you know, Maxi and Taddy have like a sixth sense. Like he doesn't have that with Talos. He doesn't have that. He's not that natural guy down there either. You cut out again, Christian? Or I did?
1: Whoops. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, I'm working with a very bad headset right now, guys, so forgive me. Uh, I mean, so, you know, some people were treating this as a hot take, but I was watching the game live with Buckley and with Daniel, who was our guest on the preview, uh, on on the review episode uh, this uh, past week. Absolutely go check that one out. And I, for the most part, I saw a very good performance in New England because I I think one thing we have to take into account, this is not the New England of last year that – could barely string together wins you know and was struggling for points so far i think what they're like the best team in the east as it stands and and this is a very good team is riding a hot streak at home and they were on the back foot for most of the game the only thing that was missing was the final product and like i mean we can say that we can say that that's due to poor wing you know poor link up play i think it had more to do with the fact that new england was absorbing pressure and uh, and they were playing in that very, very low block last week. And they were looking to hit us on the counter all week. And that's basically like, you know what, like, I think we can chalk that up. I mean, and you could say every team that we play against, you know, Yankee Stadium is going to play negative. But for some reason, we fi- we just find a way to figure it out and catch teams out at Yankee Stadium and even at Citi Field. So, I mean, so I think like if there's et- like a three-game homestand is very, very good for this team. And I think, and I'm – and, you know, we've already said that uh, we're expecting at least seven points to come from it. You know, that would be, you know, yeah. bare, the bare minimum, if not all nine. And if there's any chance for Seagal to, like, really get his shot at the nine and, like, really, like, assert himself and find a way to break into that starting, starting 11 to where any player who arrives between now and August 31st is going to have to fight to get into this team, I think this is the time to do it. You know, and this is the perfect. It's the Yankee Stadium has proven to be more than just an, an overwhelming home field advantage. It's also proven to be a, an area ripe for like like a beta testing ground, if you will, uh, like ripe for experimentation for this team because it's a place where we can really do no wrong. You know, so and I've already gone on record to say this. We're going to, I mean, and you know, I might be spoiling my prediction. You know, my score prediction, which uh, you know, I'm sure Joe will ask us momentarily. But, you know, like, we're not losing a game at, at Yankee Stadium this year, in my opinion. You know, maybe there's going to be a draw here and there, but I, I think we're going to win most, if not all, of our games at Yankee Stadium. City Field's a bit more of a toss up, but I think Yankee Stadium is going to prove to be a fortress this season. And I think uh, this weekend will be no different. And I think this is the perfect time to try some shit out.
3: I, I, I agree. And I just, Joe and David, to your point about um, freeze, like, I'm not as down on as you guys are, but I'm not a fan either and i feel like if you're going to make that move this is a really great spot for it
1: and he, and he's been and he's been burned really pretty bad like over the past few weeks where like better teams would have taken advantage and 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 screwed us as a result and he's not been convincing coming off his line he's not been conv- convincing you know in distribution with the ball at his feet anything he seems like a downgrade in every single regard from Sean Johnson in every regard and i still refuse to believe that he is 62 he looks tiny <laughs>
3: He's, he's always been indecisive, and that yeah. really he, he, he
1: he didn't
2: even fully extend his arm on the goal we conceded. He just he had like a fourth of his arm like extended. He didn't even fully extend it.
1: What were we saying, Trey? Like, yeah, no,
3: I was just gonna say he's never he's never um seemed confident ever. Like no. in terms of also like, even in that you have to commit. Like even if you mistake, if you screw up as a goalie, you have to commit in, in your distro yeah. and your positioning. And he just never has.
1: Yes.
0: Also, I'm not into, uh, into body shaming anybody, but I did make comments during preseason that, that Barraza doesn't look the part. He doesn't, he doesn't look f- uh, fit, like a prof- professional football level expectancy
1: of fit. He, he doesn't have any confidence to him. He doesn't have any swag. He doesn't have like, you know what, like, like John, Sean John had like a, like a swagger about him in that box. Like you like, could tell that was his box, and anybody who came into it had to answer to him, and if anybody fucked up, they would have to answer to him, and he would give them an earful. Like, what? Where is every? What is everybody doing here? You know, like, why do I have to extend? Like, even on you stuff-
2: can't forget about uh, him raising his hand up for offside. Like, on the <laughs> yeah, day,
1: yeah, every
2: bullshit
1: <laughs> that he let in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, oh, every time. I, I mean, but to, to that to, to that same point, I mean, yeah, maybe he was looking for a, a gimme, you know, offside call. You know, a, little, a few too, a few times too many. But Sean, for the most part, would rise to the occasion. Also, he demand excellence of the players that were around him, and he and he was also really, very, very good at coming off the line. He was good at shopping stop, good at stopping shots. And contrary to popular belief, I don't know where this. I thought from his debut season with us, like, well, not his debut, not his debut season, but his first season with us in 2017 to 20 to, to to last year, I thought that his distribution with his feet, like, was about as solid as it can get. It wasn't like it, he wasn't Ederson levels of phenomenal at it, but. He was solid. He, he was decent. He definitely I never... got better
0: as the years went on. Yeah, yeah
1: for sure. Yeah, and, and Barraza just doesn't... He just looks... He looks like somebody who's sca- who doesn't want to be great so much as he doesn't want to fuck up. He looks um, He looks scared to fuck up. And I'm sorry. If you're going to be a goalkeeper and, and play at a position that has so so much stakes attached to it and in a position where if you are called into action, it's not one of those spots where you're going to have too many opportunities to make good... On a fuck-up, you have to be in tip top shape and ready to take the bull by the horns—no pun intended. You know, to our our, <laughs> our our illegitimate redheaded stepchildren across the river. You know, like, like if you're not ready to do it, you know, th- then I'm sorry. Next man up, in my opinion, it's Freeze's time now. I'm ready to see Freeze, and also we paid enough money for him. We we've got almost a million dollars wrapped up in him. It's time to do it. agree. Six hundred thousand, I think, it is. Yeah.
0: So looking at looking at Atlanta's potential lineup, um, players that we need to kind of uh, keep an eye on. Obviously, there's, there's uh, Giacometti's uh, Greek forward that just got. He scored against Red Bull last week. He's probably going to be starting at the nine if he's healthy. Um, you have Arujo, Almada, and then um, Derek Etienne Jr., who we, we we know from his time with the with the New Jersey Red Bulls. Um, I just did a quick Twitter search to see what's going on with Andrew Gutman. It uh, looks like he's injured, but he's playing his way back into full health. Um, and then there, there's a uh, there's one player that Atlanta has that's kind of uh, been a revelation this year. He's a young player um, signed from their academy. His Caleb name is Wiley. Caleb Wiley. Um, and yeah. and through through the first like three weeks of the season, he kind of lit the world on fire. He scored like three, I think, three goals in, in two in three weeks or three goals in four weeks. He 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 went off uh, against Charlotte when they won 3-0. Yeah, so I mean, oh, it, oh, it has I him he here playing three, at left like, back, but I fe- it has him here playing left back. But I feel like he gets forward a lot more than he does play defense. I feel like he's more of a, like yeah, he, a left he, wing he, back, he left is winger. Left back, yeah, um, but he's, and, he's then, and, there, and
2: there was a lot of talks like in the first three weeks of the season. There was a lot of talks of about people saying, oh, he should he should be like the next like. USMNT left back, like he's like our American left back of the future.
0: Yeah, so I mean, uh, I, obviously, he's. He, I'm assuming that I, I'm assuming that everyone on this team is going to struggle with the small dimensions of Yankee Stadium. Um, but 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 we're just we're, we're just we're a, form, a formidable team to play against at our at our home stadium. Hopefully, we smother them, suffocate them, and 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 shut down all of their attacks. But um, I, we we have shown a propensity to allow um, set pieces, uh, 25, 30 ish yards from net. And that is, uh, Tiago Almada's sweet spot. So that's dangerous. That's, that's cause for concern, um, is, is keeping, uh, Tiago Almada in check, both from the run of play and also from set pieces. Uh, Brad Guzon probably going to start in goal. Miles Robinson, U S men's national team center back. He's a good, good player. He's, he's quick. He's fast. He, um, he's been around for a little while. I mean, he has, he has pedigree. Um,
1: I like think he would have moved to Europe by now. Honestly, I think he's good enough.
0: Yeah, personally. Yeah, and then uh, and then Brooks Lennon, who's a a failed uh, U.S. men national team product, uh, never kind that's of found his bad. footing. Um, he he was a winger. Now he's found his way back to playing right back. Um, and that's pretty much uh, what, what what we have to expect from from Atlanta. Um, they, they are dangerous. They're 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 they're, they're uh, they do have. I think are they undefeated on the season? No, they. So they would have been undefeated if not for MLS deciding to play through the international break. Um, their their record on the season. Looks pretty good. They have a 1-1 draw against Toronto to start the season. Then they go and beat up they beat up Charlotte in Charlotte 3-0. Um, they absolutely massacre the Timbers at home 5-1. But then the international break comes. They lose seven or eight of their starters, and they get smacked in the mouth repeatedly by Columbus 6-1 during the international break. No, no Tiago Mata, no Miles Robinson, a um, few of the players missing so that's kind of an anomaly I wouldn't say that that's that, that I mean but Columbus is strong this year but not as strong as a six to one victory over Atlanta United and then last week with all the players back Andrew Gutman still out one0 result at home against uh, against the Red Bulls um so now
1: they did not look convincing in that game at all. No,
0: but they, they they looked convincing early in the season against I mean against a bad Timbers team, yeah. against a semi bad Charlotte team and against a, oh, sure. a an identityless uh Toronto team.
2: Well, well well yeah, cuz most of their games to start off the year have been home games, but but the, this last game they they looked quite shaky um in in the defense they the just Red, Red Bulls were quite, Yeah, yeah, but but they've also it also kind of carried over from, from the last game, too. The, la- that they the last game, about. they're, they're, they're down quarters.
0: eight starters.
2: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let, let me... Hold up, hold up. Yes, even though... But the bad form could also continue. Like, it's also oh, like... You know, it I does. mean, it, it's you, you're you're saying, like, winning and losing is contagious. Mm-hmm. But, and right wait, now,
1: they... Wait, right can I... They, they, tell me, I just, I just want to say, like, like, did you just do, like, my signature? Like, did you have, like... Wait, wait hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> <did> you... <laughs> yeah. He's learning from the best people.
2: So, so right now they're 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 not playing the best. Uh, granted, they did they did win the last game, but it it, w- it did come off a poor goalkeeping mistake. Let's let's, let's be honest here.
1: Like, yeah, but, but, I mean, yeah, considering but, our considering our last few weeks, a bad goalkeeping mistake isn't outside the realm of possibility for us. Yeah, either. true, true, but still, <laughs> like
2: the, the only reason they uh, won I, that game is because of a poor goalkeeping mistake. Uh,
1: I know what you're saying. They, they on paper they were pretty much outplayed off the pitch off by by Red Bull, who, who you know who are kind of meh this year, aren't a great and team. who
2: also played very dirty soccer. It's like it's, everybody knows they played very dirty soccer.
1: But I mean, a win is a win is a win, and it's momentum being carried into a very very hard place to play. And they they've got Tiago Almada and they've got dangerous players, like a lot of them too, like a lot of players that can do damage you know the and they have a got-
2: striker which is something we don't
1: have. So I mean
0: I'm willing to go out on a limb here and I mean obviously Atlanta has been a little bit of a dumpster fire the past couple seasons. Uh the, 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 dealing with the whole Joseph situation with his toxicity in the locker room and wanting out of Atlanta now he just went he hopped he hopped on in, in a car and drove a couple hours down south to go to Miami. Uh, we've already seen him once this season but next, so that this is post Joseph um Martinez atlanta united this is a new atlanta united because now they're they're no more Almiron, no more martinez so their their mls 1.0 is done and now they're transitioning like christian says they do they have some dangerous players and based on the results they've gotten this season minus the 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 6-1 trouncing by by columbus where they had a bunch of players gone i mean it it might be time to say atlanta atlanta might be back i mean they were they were scary their first couple of their first couple seasons in league they were fucking scary like we we would play against them, they we'd lose the ball. I'd hold my breath because I was like, once Almiron gets on the ball, he's gonna get the ball to Joseph, and Joseph's gonna fucking score. So like, the minute we lose the ball, I'm holding my breath that to make sure that we can do, deal with this defensively. They're not quite there right now yet because I mean, obviously this this Greek guy just got there. Um, Almada's doing Almada things. Caleb Wiley is a new player, but like, and Arujo, but like, they're
1: uh, they look a little bit for real. I mean. <laughs> They're, they're, they're a legit team. They're going to be in the mix for sure later in this year, but you'll, uh, but you also have to take into account, like like you said, like there's, there's been some turnover in that squad and a lot of those players haven't, haven't gotten the Yankee stadium treatment yet. Yeah. And, and the, and the, and the Yankee stadium is a cruel, cruel bitch of a place to play. If you're, in, if you're a road team, the numbers speak for themselves. Numbers don't lie. And, you know, and for that, you know, I, I, I still have us as the favorites. I mean, I, res- I i respect and honor Atlanta's pedigree and their talent. I do. I really do. I do respect them as a competitor, and they Especially are going
2: to Mata. I mean, he—he he has Messi's stamp of approval. Like, I mean, if, if if Messi if Messi gives you a compliment like that and he talks to you that is publicly like, like, you got something most players don't because uh, Messi just doesn't go around and say that about anybody.
1: No, he's no. Still like, there. That's, thats the fucking goat right there. Like, that's the goat so yeah. the after this year yeah he, oh, he's gone after this season for sure it's if not, if, too, if, yeah, if, sure if not this summer don't don't discount a move out like in the summer I mean we've seen it with like, a-
2: if it ke- if he keeps balling out the way he does like he, he I mean, he's gone in
1: July I mean if Tati was good enough to to go, to leave during last summer imagine how good thiago Amade is coming off fresh off of a World Cup win and a notable one at that you know a huge one that uh, I but like Listen, like I said, I honor their talent and thing, but Yankee Stadium is a different beast, and I still think we're favorites to this one. And and it, that's good. and like I said, the numbers the numbers don't lie there. It, it, it's going to be a very very difficult place for them to assert like their dominance on us. Like they're we're not going to be playing on the back foot in that game. We're not. Even if even if it's the wrong decision, we're going to play with a very positive mentality at home because that's one thing that Cushing has done correctly is play with a positive mentality at home, no matter who the opponent is, and. Um, yeah what do you got for me Joe I don't
0: know I'm going back and forth I can't I can't so I want to go around and uh, and and see what we what we think um, predict the result um, but I'm going back I can't I can't decide I'm, I'm going back and forth on what I think the result is going to be um, but let's start well, with, let's start with a special guest so I can try to freaking see if I can get a, a final answer I'm going back and forth Jake what are we what are we thinking about the, re, uh, the result from uh, for, for this week against Atlanta
3: uh two one good guys. Talos in the eighty-fifth minute. One of those goals that Ian Paul Joy would probably say is class. You hear it in his voice. I miss yeah. him so much. Yeah. I cannot I cannot do an imitation to save my life. Two one in the eighty fifth. Talos gets the game winner.
0: Dobby.
2: Oh uh, I could could I could see this go... It, this could either be a very tight KG game or it could be a game where we just completely run them off the pitch because they're not used to the tight confines of Yankee Stadium. Uh, I remember 2019, we completely destroyed them at Yankee Stadium. That was the Matrita hat trick in like 28 minutes or something like that. We were up 3-0 at the half. Maxi missed a penalty. Aber got a goal off the bench. We won that game 4-1. Uh, I could definitely see something like that happening or or it could be a uh, very tight game, or we could possibly even uh, slip down to maybe even get a draw, just like the last time these two teams played at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but I'm going to go with a win. Um, I think it'll either be two one or three uh, one uh, that we get we get the victory. Uh, I, th- I think uh, just the just the fact that we're at Yankee Stadium and it's at at home, uh, I think we'll get the win. <sighs>
1: Christian? Uh, I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. I see this as a very good game for us. I'm almost a coming out party of, of such. I'm going to say 3-1 win. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, I'm gonna, do you
2: have I'm any predictions? Produce- I'm going to dare say this. Uh, oh. Bhatti comes off the bench and scores. Uh, g- oh, you want goal scores?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, Santi? I'm gonna say GP finds his footing again and scoring his first ever NYCFC goal will be Gabe Seagal.
3: Hmm. Uh, I'll do Talos and um I think our first goal is gonna come off a corner. Going to maybe Maxime, maybe just someone random. Not not one of our frontline guys. Maybe Maxime. <laughs> Diak Martins. Yeah. Um I would love the idea of Seagal doing it. I don't know how good he is on headers, but yeah. First one coming off a set piece corner. Second one, um, at uh, Talos in the run of play.
0: All right. Uh, I've been him and Han going back and forth about this. Um, I, I do, I do. Pre- um, I predict our, the entire season in the very beginning. So I'm, I'm trying to stick to what I predicted. Um, I was going back and forth between a win and a draw. Um, I think I'm going to, f- I think I'm going to ride with the win. Um, but also, I mean, we, we haven't been playing that well. I mean, granted that we had, we had a two game away, but we haven't been scoring. So like, my my prediction is uh, three two, but I, I just I don't I'm not confident that we can score three goals right now.
1: You know what the thing is? Like like I, I don't even necessarily think that I mean like like that, that one away game against Houston was horrid. That was very poor, but I don't think we played poorly for the most part against New England. I think the only thing that was missing was the goal. Yeah, and and that, that but that's what that's
0: what worries now. me is that we can't score.
1: <laughs> but the thing is we're home. I know we're but we Yankee still State.
0: can't. but still the last two games we haven't been able to score.
1: We've been the, we've been able to get goals. Eight.
0: Yes, but that was like, a, like a, almost like three weeks ago. Now like, I, I, don't, I don't know. So 3-2. Three, three, I, I have our goal scorers um, in no particular order. I think GP is going to get one. Um, I think Talas is going to get one, and I think the third goal scorer is going to be off of a set piece. I think it's going to be Tiago Martins.
2: Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my goal scorers. I already gave one. I'm gonna I think Matias Pelengrini comes off the bench and scores. So that's one. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say GP off the bench as well. He'll, he'll get a goal. And I'm going to go with, fuck it. Give me, give me Keaton
0: Parks off a corner. Love, um, all right. So if, if you, if you have two substitutes scoring, that means that you either have a scoring one or zero in the first half. Do you think, does Keaton get the goal in the first half? I think, I think we get the goal in the first half. Um,
2: we we ride the ship until halftime. We get the subs in. The subs make a difference, um, but we'll, we'll get a second goal. Then Tiago Almada will just have a fucking absolute masterclass so, of a free kick, and so, then uh, and then Matias Greedy with the shitty tap in in the 88th minute will put it away.
1: So basically, you so basically you see the game going in a way as we we strike first in the first half, and then for the remainder of the game, uh, Atlantis chasing and while chasing, our substitutes off the bench exploit them. Pushing up further up the pitch and also exploit tired legs and then ex- you know and yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Yeah,
3: I, I think we I think we handle possession well and Atlanta gets a goal the way we've given up all goals this year just like either off a counter or like just a complete brain fart on the back line which I hopefully with you know back that won't be an issue but you know we'll see.
1: Wait, how many goals did you say Atlanta would score, Davi? Oh, one. One. Okay. Now, when do you? Sc- are we up to two? Uh, two One 0 Like, when? When do they score that we'll, goal?
2: We'll be controlling the game. They'll they'll get a few chances before halftime. We'll be up one 0 at the half. Okay. And then we'll we'll make, we'll make subs uh, around the sixtieth sixty 70, 65th minute. We'll we'll wow. get we'll get a goal. We'll get a goal shortly after. And then uh, around and then shortly after that, they're gonna we're gonna we're gonna concede a free kick. Thiago Almada is just going to blast that shit top corner. Barraza will have no chance of saving it. He'll probably get a fingertip on it and probably put it in top corner. And then Pelling Green in the 88th with the with a tap in at the far post
0: makes it 3-1. It's fair enough. So I have th- those are my three goal scorers for NYCFC. I have Atlanta scoring two goals and I think it's going to be the Greek guy and I think uh, I also do think that is going to score off of a free kick. I uh, so-
3: you you're putting that Almada thing it just it rattles the ghost of Lucas Alray into me like <laughs> right. that. Or,
2: or the one that shall not be named. Uh, um, oh God. But, a, thank, God, thank fuck he's in Turkey just fucking around now. So,
0: um, the one stat that I didn't, I didn't mention earlier is that I broke down the goals by half. Um, NYCFC has scored five goals in the first half against Atlanta at home, and seven in the second half. Atlanta has scored two goals in the first half and four in the second half. So they are they're they have, they're okay. a little more of a second half
3: team against us at home.
1: So, Dabi's prediction is actually pretty spot on in that regard as to where the goals are going to come.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's go around uh, and do our, uh, our final thoughts uh, before we head o- um head out and uh, get ready for this weekend's match against Atlanta United at Yankee stadium. Let's start with the special guest, Jake final thoughts.
3: Just because I am an MLS evangelist, just something you said earlier, Joe, about Atlanta's organization. Um, they won the cup and then just became a mess. And uh, it wasn't—I mean, I know Joseph last year had his thing, but they had a, a lot with their coaches too, even before that. And um
2: Gabriel Hines, fans especially.
3: Fans were protesting like a year after they like. I'm just like, what? What's wrong with you people? It's just. But I do think like Atlanta's story is kind of like very modern MLS story. And I I have to give them credit, like you said, for rebuilding kind of fast, and they have a really good mix of. uh Young guys and bets. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, with without maybe leaving, they might not get you know past the finish line. Fall. Um, they rebuilt well. I really just I would pick them if it was Atlanta. Or I pick a draw. I just like I just like us at home for this. That's really the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Dobby, final thoughts.
2: Uh, let's just get let's just get this win, boys. Um, I'm just. I just hope we get a win. I'm happy we're back at home. We get three games at home in a row. Um, I I think I'm going to go out and say this right now. I think we win all three. I think we're going to win all three. It might not. It might not be pretty in some games, um, but I I think I think we'll we'll get three three out of three wins in these next three next three weeks, and then uh, everybody will kind of. Everybody like who's who's in a panic right now will kind of calm down and see like okay like we got some we got some direction, um uh, some potential like in this team uh, going forward, and I think the whole league will kind of still be like oh shit what the fuck these guys are back like like because uh I as a NYCFC forever uh, I think it was Sanchez that said this uh, on today's episode or yesterday's episode uh, once you guys listen to this it's like. Everybody who who's at the top of the Eastern Conference right now is just like streaking right now because because they have a very good start to the season. And the media is like, "All right, these guys, these guys are hot. Like these guys, like they're 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 gonna be there." And and then they're looking at us and like, "Oh no, these guys can't figure it out. These guys are not gonna get hot. Trust me. When we get hot, we get hot, and nobody can touch us. When when, when we're on that hot streak, it, it it takes something. It takes something special for for us or 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 in a Cushing disaster class." For us to lose. I, I genuinely believe that. Honestly. I think I think once we figure it out the whole league will be on notice. They'll be on standby, because once we
0: figure it out, the whole league is fucked. <laughs> That's facts. Uh Christian, final thoughts.
1: Uh I mean, so I just I'm looking very much forward to this weekend. It's gonna be nice to be back in the South Bronx and beyond that it's gonna be even better to be back at games in City Field. I've been saying it ad nauseum. Games at City Field are a different animal. They're just... Across uh, the
2: street from our future home as well.
1: Across the street from our future home. The crowd is always on fire there. We always make a lot of noise. And I'm just very, very stoked for this three-game homestand. It's going to be nice having something to do football-wise for three straight weekends. And I'm looking forward to seeing the boys in blue win. And I'm looking forward to us finally establishing ourselves within these next three games. Um, You know, as one of the top teams in this league and a team that is still a work in progress. So, uh, it, it could only get, it's only up from here. And I, I like this club right now. I like our chances going into this three game homestand. I think it's going to be just what the doctor ordered, especially for any detractors out there, uh, whether they be, you know, uh, you know, like, like, like jaded homers or, you know, just the regular pick, pick a name out of a hat on fucking MLS extra time. You know, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like we're going to be undeniable soon. So, you know, mark my words and I'm, I'm stoked for it and can't wait.
0: Definitely. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, my final thoughts are going to be, I forgot to go over my keys to the match. Um, so my final thoughts are we need to score first. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to contain and limit Almada, especially on free kicks, which I predicted he's going to score on us, but we need to limit those chances. Um, and then uh, my, my third key to the match is production in the final third from the attack, particularly from the run of play, because the last two weeks has not been very pretty. Um, I do think I'm, I'm super excited to be, to be back at Yankee Stadium. Um, these two weeks have been long with these, with these away matches, um, and I, I'm ready to be back with uh, 15 to 18,000 of my best friends at Yankee Stadium this weekend, cheering on the boys in blue and hopefully walking away extra happy after securing three points. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, peace up. A town down. New York <laughs> down. is down blue. Down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit.